0: Vigorous jazz plant estrogens are a girl's best friend. What? We're pregnant.
1: Bro, do you even like I live? can't eat another One bite. What is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. This won't hurt a Wait, bit. why is it leaking? Did you that oh, smell not there yesterday? That's totally my natural hair color. That's supposed to look like that? Chocolate. Don't worry, solid. Like Deadly. I'm Terrell.
2: And I'm Iris. Welcome to
1: Health Science, for the rest of us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate.
2: You did it again.
1: We can edit that later. Let's Let's do this. Well, hey now. Guess what? For this week's adventure, we are live and direct from the A. Actually, we're not live, and we're not really in Atlanta, but we are on the road recording this episode From the great outdoors of beautiful Macon, Georgia. Hooray! For this week's adventure, my very own mom and special co-host Denise braved the wild to talk about menopause through a slightly jacked up version of the game Cards Against Humanity. If you're not familiar with that game, there's no need to go looking up rules or anything like that. All you really need to know is that the gist of the game involves trying to complete fill-in-the-blank statements on black cards using phrases drawn from a deck of white cards. Since we played a homemade version of this game, our white deck was actually pink and our black deck was blue, but as you'll hear soon, the colors of the cards don't matter. Instead, What does matter is that Denise and I use these cards to try and create the funniest sentences possible using themes and concepts about menopause. What matters even more is that our use of this game to discuss menopause was in no way meant to make fun of menopause or the experiences that people have as they live through it. Instead, Our goal was to use the game as an interesting way to approach some of the ins and outs of this perfectly normal and natural stage in
2: women's lives. Along those lines, if it wasn't clear already, our menopause adventure involved conversation about some of the female humans' body parts and some of the processes involved in their ability to have baby humans. We do not feel that any of this was graphic or vulgar, but if discussion about the names and functions of lady parts will strike up a conversation that you are not ready to have, or if it will be N.S.F.W., you may like to listen to this episode with headphones, or save it for later.
1: The last thing to say before we cut away to our game about menopause is that, on the day that Denise and I sat down to record, at the very last minute we had a problem with denise's microphone and ended up having to use a backup
2: thank goodness i always remember to bring my spare
1: because of this you may notice a little extra oomph whenever she laughs or says words that have the letter p in them We cleaned this up as much as we could, so you shouldn't notice it much, and we think you'll still enjoy the episode.
2: I cleaned up my P sounds, also. I was not part of the original recording of Terrell and Denise's card game conversation, but once we start the recording, you will be able to hear me cutting in from time to time to add my two cents.
1: Now that that's out of the way, here we go. So the first thing we're supposed to do is, uh, the person who pooped last needs to shuffle the cards. I pooped about 45 minutes ago. I got you by about two hours. So I'm supposed to shuffle. I'm actually not good at shuffling, and it's my podcast, so I can make the rules. (laughs) I'm going to ask if you would mind shuffling.
0: I'm just going to mix them because... They're kind of hard to shuffle. So far, I can handle it.
1: I have more. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it at that with you. Okay. So we have two different decks of cards. We each need to pick 10 cards out of this deck. Just, I can take the first 10. Yeah. Whichever 10 you want, but don't look at them, of course, just pick 10. I'm just going to take the first 10 off the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Okay. So now I'll ask you to choose one card from this deck. Once we combine the card I chose from my hand with the card we drew from the blue deck, my sentence reads, A man on the brink of smoking, obesity, low physical activity, less than a high school education, and difficulty paying for basic needs, good to the last drop.
0: No, when you fart and a little estrogen therapy comes out, that's good to the last drop. <laughs> I think yours was funnier. <laughs> Only because you went first.
1: <laughs> no, I think... because. What yours said, when you fart and a little pee comes out?
0: Estrogen therapy,
1: whatever that might be. Oh, yeah. So when people are going through the process of arriving at menopause... Perimenopause. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When they're in that experience and they're starting to have symptoms or different changes in their bodies, the main therapy that they would receive if they were to pursue treatment would be estrogen therapy and the fart part i don't think has anything to do right with it. that's the part i didn't know about <laughs> i think the fart part is just the way the card game is set up so that you end up with wacky sounding sentences
0: so do we talk about estrogen therapy from my perspective and because i'm i went through that or is that there not important be, to
1: the process it will be later there will be other cards they give other hints about estrogen therapy and treatments and estrogen and stuff like that um but for my part, a man on the brink of smoking, obesity, low physical activity, less than high school education, and difficulty paying for basic needs, these are all factors that are considered risk factors, or they're considered factors that make it more likely that a person will have hot flashes as they go into Oh, yeah,
0: because that's stress, hella stress.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there's that. That would make you go through hot flashes even if you weren't menopausal.
1: So we're warmed up now, right? You're ready to try another, You're ready to draw another card from the blue deck? I'm more warmed up than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the ones we, the cards we already used, we can just put over there. All, f- all of them? Or no, just, just the one we already used. So we'll pick another card from the blue deck. And then we'll sit it up there so we can all see it. You can draw another card from this deck just take one more and I'll take one more so now we should both have ten cards in our hand again (laughs) I think you know which one you want okay do you want me
0: to go first or do you want to go first Uh, I'll go first okay full frontal vaginal estrogen gets so much better with age
1: hey no (laughs) (laughs) ad-libs You said make it fun. Yeah, I think you're winning. Uh, I chose menopause gets better with age. Nah. (laughs) Uh, So, of course, menopause is the term that is used to describe when a person has stopped having their menstrual cycle for 12 straight months and when there's no other explanation. Because there are other reasons why a person might stop having their period. But when we talk about menopause, we're talking about your period is all gone. For twelve straight months, Yay. and it's n- <laughs> it is not for any other reason. But let's talk about yours. What you chose? What
0: now? Full frontal vaginal estrogen. I don't know what that is, but it sounded like it would get better with age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: about that, but one of the ways that we can give people estrogen therapy is by making these little coated estrogen tabs that actually go inside the vagina there are lots of different ways to deliver the estrogen when people get estrogen um, therapy to help with the symptoms that they have and to help ease the changes in their bodies that they're having and one of those is that we put this little estrogen tablet in their vagina so does that still sound like it would get better with age you're having second thoughts (laughs)
0: I guess who would who would be doing the insertions? You would go to the doctor's
1: <laughs> office and okay, put that card back. <laughs> so the ones that we already used will go in the stack over there. We'll each draw we'll each draw one more card from here so that we still have ten cards in our hand. And then we'll draw a card from the blue deck. Oh. Hmm. Okay. This one was a little tricky. You picked the you picked your card mm-hmm. that you want. Do you want to read yours first? Your first.
0: first or this you, time. Me first? Okay. We take t- we'll take turns.
1: Before I kill you, Mr. Bond, I must show you a gentle caress of hot flashes.
0: That was it. Read the whole thing over or just... Yeah. Okay. Before I kill you, Mr. Bond i must show you joint pain explosions.
1: Hmm. Okay. So the joint pain is one of the symptoms that can come along with moving into menopause, which is kind of sad because people shouldn't have the hurts, but it's one of, the, one of the parts of the experience for some
0: people. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that, and I definitely didn't experience it actually my menopause and perimenopause is this the part where i can talk about me you can say whatever you want (laughs) was actually not very traumatic at all i didn't experience much of any unpleasantries my most my especially not physical ones i don't know how graphic we're getting but the most uh, undesirable thing was what may be called shedding did you come across that? Tell me more. It's not as exciting as it sounds. It's it's pretty gross. It's like an explosion an an explosion of menses throughout the day wherever you are. It's almost like urination, but it's menses. And I guess it's a way of getting rid of the remaining stuff. And it's just hellacious, (laughs) sloppy, hellacious, unpredictable. You just want to just stay home where you can just constantly change.
1: That sounds like my period all the time. No way. (laughs) (laughs) My periods were horrible before they stopped. Uh, But that's probably another episode. Um, So the word explosive then, was that on the other card or this card? We should have put... Joint pain explosions. We should have put shedding explosion. Before I kill you, Mr. Bond, I must show you my shedding explosion. (laughs) Mr. Bond would want to be killed
0: right after that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. So my, my card was about a gentle caress and hot flashes, which is something I was really excited to talk about, and I think you probably were too, excited to be talking about hot flashes. This is something that you already know something about, right? Actually,
0: I still don't know physically what causes them. I don't know what the change in the body is that causes your internal thermostat to just go completely wet.
1: Yeah. So I'm about to get bonus points. Yes, we can start with the internal thermometer stuff. So everybody's body has two different Temperatures. One of them is related to what we would call your shell. Your shell temperature is how warm or how cool your skin and the tissue directly under the skin is. That's different than your core temperature, which is the temperature of the deep parts in you, like your organs and stuff, right? Your shell temperature changes pretty often because the air conditioning might be too high or your skin might get wet because you're in the shower or something like that. So that's changing throughout the day pretty often. Your core temperature is supposed to stay pretty stable and that has nothing to do with if it's cold outside or if you're in the shower. That part is controlled by a part of your brain called the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus has a range of temperatures that it will tolerate before it starts telling your body to do different things in order to get warmer or to get cooler like flushing sweating there's this other thing where it'll tell your blood vessels to expand so that you're releasing heat and then on the flip side if you're cold and you need to get warm your hypothalamus will tell your body to do things like shiver or move your muscles around, right? So the hypothalamus is what tells your body to do these things based on the core temperature. It's also affected by changes in estrogen levels. So as you go through menopause or as you are approaching menopause and the levels of estrogen in your body are changing and dropping, It makes it so that your hypothalamus will tolerate a much smaller range of temperature changes before it overreacts and makes your chest get all hot, and then your face get all hot, and then you start sweating bullets. And then once your hypothalamus realizes it overcompensated, you get cold because it's trying to cool off again, and you might get shivers. And so that whole thing is why people have hot flashes, as they're going through menopause or going towards menopause. Some people will have hot flashes years and years and years after menopause has already been reached, but we have more cards on that later. So that was my most exciting thing that I wanted to talk about with the hot flashes.
0: And I am absolutely (laughs) so amazed and impressed that you were able to put that together that way.
2: Hi, it's me. Were you missing me yet? Time for me to share my two cents. Thermoregulation in the human's body is actually more complicated than this, but Terrell's version should give you enough of the nitty-gritty to build a basic understanding of hot flashes.
0: What I do baby? And you do it well I, This was much better was, than card shuffling. I was
1: so excited to talk about hot flashes so now we have other cards later that are about hot flashes They'll be funnier now because... We have an idea of what's going on in your
0: body when you have a hot flash. But that just makes so much sense. Don't you love it? I do love it. And the other part is, like, the hypothalamus is just not sitting there just going crazy on its own. There are things that, environmental things and things that I internally intake that affects it, too. Like triggers? Like triggers. Yeah. And learning what those triggers are definitely helps to reduce the effects oh yes we have cards for that okay i'll shut up and anyway. <laughs> is that is that what you're saying <laughs> no no what, what were you about to say no, i can always okay. just erase it finished. later <laughs> okay. i'm sure you're good at erasing later
1: <laughs> so we'll go ahead and do i need back, another card yep we'll go ahead and put back the one that you just used i did okay so we'll draw another one make sure we always have 10 in our hand And then we'll draw one from the blue deck.
0: Oh, two.
1: Ooh. So this one is a special card. This one requires that we choose two cards from our hand in order to complete the sentence on the blue card. So it's like double challenge. I'll let you go first with that one. this one's hard <laughs>
0: you want me to pick another one
1: <laughs> we can't change that one only our we can only change our hand do you have the ones you want i think, I think
0: it's gonna not going to make a difference i'll just pick two cause yeah that's what i did
1: yeah okay so if i combine the card from the blue deck with the two cards from my hand i have step one you must construct additional collagen. Step 2. Soy versus estrogen treatments. Step 3. Profit.
0: Step 1. Throwing vaginal dryness into the volcano. Step 2. Follicle stimulating hormone. Profit! You uh, Have you played this before? I've never heard of this. Didn't you make this up? No, but you're... <laughs> good at it.
1: Ah, like (laughs) shuffling cards. Let's do your, yeah, let's do, we need you in the alien bunker. Let's go over yours first. What was the first one you added?
0: Throwing vaginal dryness into a volcano. Ah,
1: yes. So vaginal dryness is one of the things that people might experience if they are approaching menopause or if they've arrived at menopause or if they've already entered menopause. Did that make sense? So it once does. you're yeah, once you're arriving at menopause and even after menopause has happened, you can experience vaginal dryness.
0: Uh which is I just didn't um add anything because I'm not sure what kind of a podcast this is supposed to be.
1: Well, you need vaginal dryness would be a challenge for doing No, adult I mean like things. as far
0: as my Personal experience with it is that relevant, or are we just doing this generally?
1: Well, I will tell you that this will be on the internet, and the internet is forever, so please don't say anything that you wouldn't want your friends or families to hear. But if you're comfortable saying it, we can definitely include your personal, your personal no, I experience. I guess, like,
0: generally, it would probably be an individual thing, mm-hmm. but depending on how much. Hmm. I guess there's a range of how far down the dryness Mm. rabbit hole you go depending on where you begin I'll leave it at that okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: let uh We'll just leave that there, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was the second card that you follicle gave? stimulating hormone. Ah, yes. So the whole reason women even have menopause is because when we're born, we only have a certain amount of eggs in our ovaries in order to make babies. And once we get old enough to have periods, this follicle stimulating hormone is what gets our body to release the eggs so that we can have some hope of getting pregnant. And that happens once a month. And then if you don't get pregnant, you have your period and so on and so forth. But as you're hitting menopause, you actually don't have many eggs left. And as you have less and less eggs left, your body's doing less and less of this follicle-stimulating hormone. And that's partly what triggers the drop in... That's partly what is related to the drop in the estrogen levels that are related to all these other things. So the, the follicle... Stimulating hormone is like what gets your body to release the eggs each month until you don't have eggs anymore. (laughs) Uh, The first half of my card was the thing about collagen. Collagen is part of what makes our skin bouncy, but when estrogen levels drop, you have less collagen, and so it can cause people to have wrinkles, cause their skin to be less bouncy. And then with soy versus estrogen treatments, so you, you've probably heard of people eating soy or eating um, different soy products in order to try and put back the estrogen or to help their body balance the estrogen. So there's actually some interesting uh, interesting conclusions, I guess, from research. So we know that with people who are not in menopause, eating soy has no effect on how much estrogen their body is dealing with on a daily basis. For people who are approaching menopause or who have already gone through menopause, we know that according to the research, eating soy has a very, 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 very small effect. They describe it as a weak estrogen effect, and the effect is considered not... Statistically significant.
2: This means that the researchers found no evidence that the thing they tested had any meaningful effect on the health outcome they were studying.
1: Yeah. But it it I don't work. know if <laughs> I, I don't know if it has to do with the delivery system, because when I did, um, we did the episode on guinea pigging. I forget which number that was.
2: The episode was episode twenty-one, Adventures in Guinea Pigging.
1: It turns out that our body does things differently with substances, partly based on how they get into our body. So like if you eat something, it might not have the same effect as if you put it in your vagina or (laughs) if you put it in your anus or if you um, put it on your skin or get a shot or drop it in your eyes or like put it between your, your gums and your cheek. Like our body does different things with substances differently. Um, so I think it will make for a lot of fun future conversations about things like pH and, um, things like, uh, what are the things in the yogurt? Um, what are the things future they
0: put you in the... It starts a with
1: a B. Bio, something about yeast or something.
0: Yeah, future me will
1: come back and fix that.
0: Probiotics.
1: Yes, that. Probiotics. You really could be in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. Probably enough about that. So now we'll each need to draw two cards. So now we have 10 cards in our hand. We'll draw a card from the blue deck. Show me what you're working with. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, now we need to pick two cards again.
0: Why? That'll give us 12.
1: Because we need one card to fill in that blank, and one card to fill in that blank. But
0: didn't we just have ten for the other two?
1: I meant pick two cards from your hand in order to fill oh. in the,
0: yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's tricky. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Maybe this one.
1: Do you wanna go first or you want me to go first?
0: You can go first. Oh, did you go first before? Uh, It probably doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yours was
1: definitely funnier. (laughs) Okay. So if I combine the cards from my hand with the blue card, the sentence reads Chunks more time between periods than shorter duration of periods is a slippery slope that leads to the true meaning of bioidentical hormones
0: you just need something to explain right? (laughs)
1: that was the longest thing I wanted to get rid of some of these cards because I feel like I have better ones that would be funnier with other cards
0: it'll be funnier once we know what they mean okay the trail of breast pain and tenderness is a slippery slope that leads to final menstrual period FMP hmm So you said that your experience
1: wasn't super unpleasant. So it sounds like you weren't one of the people who got the breast pain or the breast
0: tenderness. I did not. I didn't get any more of the breast pain and tenderness. It wasn't any more pronounced than it was already with regular periods, like that first on approaching. Yeah, it wasn't any, any more than that.
1: And then the the other part of your cart was about the final menstrual period. So that ended up being a thing. I didn't realize that was a thing, but apparently, once you're starting to approach menopause, it can be important to try and predict when your last period might be. And they can actually predict when your last period might be with blood work, with looking at hormones in your blood. And the reason they do that is because the year or two leading up to your last period you're at higher risk of heart disease and extra bone loss as the estrogen is dropping which is weird right you, especially for the heart disease part does that make sense that you would be at higher risk for heart problems
0: no not that i've thought about
1: yeah i said the same thing <laughs> i was like what does that have to do with anything well
0: apparently what because actually when you said it it was only important to me so that i could start tracking when those 12 months were going to be up so i could actually yeah. but yeah. for me i went for 10 months with no period and then in the 11th month i had one so then i had oh, to start, start the all whole over year
1: over body <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well it was good that you were tracking because as the estrogen level drops Since estrogen is related to bone formation, as the levels are dropping, you can be at risk for having uh, low bone density. And we also think that as the estrogen drops, you lose some of the protection from the HDLs or the high density lipoproteins, like the good cholesterol. And so they have to try and keep track of that, make sure you're not getting into the danger zone with your cholesterol.
0: I was more interested in having my estrogen levels drop because the estrogen was feeding fibroids that my gynecologist wanted me to have a hysterectomy to alleviate.
2: Uterine fibroids, or fibroids for short, are a type of non-cancerous tumor made of muscle tissue or other tissue that may start to grow in or around the wall of a female human's uterus. The cause of fibroids is unknown, but one of the symptoms is heavy menstrual bleeding, which is likely what Denise experienced when she referred to shedding a little earlier. Fibroids need estrogen in order to grow, which is why some women may choose to manage their fibroids by having their uterus removed in a procedure called a hysterectomy. Certain types of hysterectomies may also bring on menopause.
1: changes your options in terms of if you were to decide to do any estrogen treatments afterwards. But that's another thing. Yeah, too. and you know, yeah. I was
0: not gonna go for the synthetic estrogen replacement hormone thingy.
1: Not even if it would go in your vagina. I mean, that sounds like that would be a bit of an adventure. That's a different kind of thing to do with your vagina. <laughs> we could, it could be worse, I guess.
0: <laughs> practice and just say say we did.
1: <laughs> Let's just not and say we did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the only special things about my cards was that. A lot of people think that as you approach menopause, you just stop having periods or your periods become random or shorter. What usually happens first is that more time passes between your periods and then the periods start to get shorter until you get to a point where you're counting down the months. (laughs) Like, "woo, no more periods. Um, And then the thing about bioidentical hormones is this is one of the ways that people try to manage the menopause experience without doing medications and stuff. Um, but unlike what we were talking about with the, the estrogen and the foods, this, um, this approach has just been hands down proven or shown to not be helpful at all. So there's that. (laughs) All right. I think we need to draw two cards from the pink deck and one card from the blue deck. Are you cheating? She's peeking at her cards. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Uh, okay. I know what I want. I'm so glad that dog stopped barking. He was hating on our menopause episode.
0: We're not finished yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. I take a bag, dog, wherever you are. He took the nap that I suggested he take. Good. Denise Dog Whisperer. Yeah. Vigorous jazz plant estrogens are a girl's best friend. What? What does it say? Vigorous jazz plant estrogens. Didn't you write this? (laughs) I copied it from the game.
1: (laughs) Vigorous jazz plant estrogens are a girl's best friend. I'll allow it. You You wrote it. (laughs) Mine says, My hypothalamus are a girl's best friend. When it's acting right. (laughs) When it's acting right. Uh, Yeah. Um, And the plant estrogens were just another example of how people might use food um, or food
0: products to try and. Right. Because that's what I'm actually um, trying because I was not a fan of soy before Mm -hmm. I read that it had natural estrogen. So I try to, well, I do only buy what is labeled as organic, non-GMO, hoping that they're telling me the truth Mm -hmm. with the um, soy-based stuff.
1: What kinds of foods are are you, especially eating foods or drinking beverages based on
0: how they might affect your estrogen? Right. Which ones are you choosing? The, um. I just had a brain a brain fart. That's a symptom of menopause. What that forgetfulness? Yes. That is why that I even be, that's why I even started considering the um replacement stuff, the estrogen replacement in the first place because a sister's got to work. Yeah. And you can't just be forgetting stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole thing too. Some people are trying to study to see if so we know estrogen is connected with your brain's function in terms of how you can think and remember things and concentrate on things. Some people are trying to see if it's in any way connected with dementia or other kinds of challenges people have much later in life with their brains and their perception and stuff. So people people want to hate on estrogen and call it the girly hormone and give people crap about their estrogen and how we cry and whatever, but it is actually involved in quite a few different kinds of things that we take for
0: granted. Probably men and women, men and women. Cause men have estrogen too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I fixed this for you last night and I cannot think of what it was. What? The, oh, the food. The soy. No.
1: Well, what? I'll name the one. The soy ones. thing. That soy ice cream sandwich. Well, that was mm. coconut milk the orange and spicy
0: oh tempeh tempeh yes tempeh Tempeh. Tempeh. soy product that's the soy product that that I've now purchased because of the estrogen
1: some of the other things people will eat are chickpeas lentils and legumes legumes they are already a part they were already a part
0: of my diet
1: how do you pronounce that
0: word legumes legumes I pronounce them legumes Somebody in your listening audience might pronounce them some other way. But, you know, (laughs) tomato, tomato. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. All
1: right. I think we each need one new card. (laughs) Draw one of the blue cards. We'll give it a try.
0: (laughs) Since I just selected this and I have no idea what it is, I'm going to use it for mine. Acupuncture geese ended my last relationship (laughs) (laughs) some people some people use acro
1: some people use acupuncture as a way to try and manage hot flashes what the research shows is that it seems to work better than nothing so there's that but it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work better than formal estrogen treatments So if you don't want to take estrogen and you want to try something, and if you happen to have the time and the money and the resources, then you probably don't have much to lose by trying acupuncture. So what's the geese part? That's just how the card game. I copied all these cards from the actual card game and just added menopause
0: themes. (laughs) It made the sentence funny though, didn't it? Yeah, because you could... Imagine, okay, so do I need a geese to give me the acupuncture? A goose?
1: Do I need geese to be involved
0: some kind of way?
1: That's exactly what that means. Okay. Okay.
0: That's why it ended my last relationship
1: (laughs) (laughs) with a goose. Yeah. My card is Kanye Hypnosis ended my last relationship. And hypnosis is another thing that people try in order to manage the the symptoms that come along with approaching menopause, but it's one of the other ones that has been shown not to work at all. So what, you try to convince yourself
0: that you're not actually going through menopause? I guess, I don't know.
2: Hypnosis may be helpful, after all, for hot flashes, but much more research is still needed. To be more specific, it is known that hypnosis may help to reduce the number of hot flashes of female human experiences per day, but the humans have not yet fine-tuned their hypnosis techniques, and they have not yet created specialized trainings for healthcare providers who might want to offer hypnosis to the female humans to help with their hot flashes.
1: All right, so we'll each add a card to our hand, and we'll draw a blue card.
0: Look, I just selected this one and since this doesn't make sense to me either I'm going to use it I get by with a little help from my naked shell temperature I like it (laughs) me too but I don't know what
1: it is I think it does make sense remember we were talking about your shell temperature is like the temperature of your skin and the tissue right under your skin
0: what makes it naked
1: you would be naked in your skin right like take your clothes off that would affect your shell temperature That's okay. how your skin feels. But well, that's I like how it. I
0: get by, with a little help from it.
1: I like it. Mine is, I get by with a little help from my all-you-can-eat tachykinin receptor 3 for four ninety nine. <laughs> Explain,
0: please.
1: So, tachykinin receptor 3 is one of the genes that can help us know if you're more likely to have hot flashes or not. Because not everybody gets hot flashes when they do the menopause thing. 80% of people report that they do. But some people just get like a little bit where it's like, eh, it's not that bad. And some people get it really extreme, like more than seven hot flashes a day. And on top of all that other stuff we talked about, like not having money to pay for things and um, having low education or having extra weight and stuff. These genetic differences are
0: playing a role too. Absolutely because like in in the family I have seen relatives have hot flashes that are like they need showers after. Mhm. Even if they do it like 10 times a day it's mm-hmm. just like it's awful. Yeah. Mine aren't like that. Yeah. I'll get moist and you can you can see it if you're you know if you're in the vicinity with me you can just see me get a little moist
2: in this instance denise and terrell were using the word moist in reference to hot flash sweating not in reference to vaginal dryness
0: it doesn't interfere with anything i can just keep doing whatever i'm doing and if i have a minute i can just take a fan and mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. fan it away but yeah. it's not bad at all even if i have them five six times a day they're yeah. not bad and yeah. I can decrease the amount that I have if I don't do certain things mm-hmm. that I enjoy sometimes. So I do them anyway and just carry the fan.
1: <laughs> you and all the lactose intolerant people who eat all the ice cream anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you know I'm vegan, so I don't do the milk thing. But oh well, never mind then. And I think that's probably a reason why um why I don't have the effects as bad as some people do you know along those lines i was telling someone
1: that this episode was coming up and we were talking about how misunderstood this whole thing is how we don't know as much as we probably could as a health community and she said if men got hot flashes we would have figured this out by now so there's that if men got hot flashes there'd be
0: no more menopause
1: (laughs) how about that all right. Shots fired, man. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and pick one more card for our deck. And then we'll pick a blue card. We're getting down to the last handful of cards. Oh, we need to pick two cards from our hand now in order to... So you have ten cards oh, in I'll your hand?
0: Oh, use, use the old one. Let's see. <laughs> this one's hard. <laughs> I think we should be able to get a new, a, 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 an additional one of these since we have two. That would give you 11 cards? And put one of the other ones back at random. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to put
1: one of mine. Did you put your old one back in the deck? Oh, I put it back up here. Oh, good call. I like this card much better. Okay. It's the menopause.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this.
1: Okay. Sounds like you want to go first. No, go
0: ahead. You you have yours too.
1: Okay. For my next trick, I will pull New Age Black kaharsh out of my bone-forming, blood-clotting, skin-darkening, figgy pudding. (laughs)
0: Okay. for my next trick I will pull estrogens and yogurt commercials out of my 1 trillion high density lipoproteins
1: I didn't understand that at all
0: it didn't mean anything (laughs) it was just funny that is
1: funny what was the first part about yogurt
0: estrogens and yogurt commercials hmm
1: I don't know what to say about that
0: You
1: wrote it. Estrogens and yoga commercial. Well, one thing we can say. Did you know that estrogen is not one hormone, but rather a family of hormones?
0: I had never considered what estrogen actually is.
1: Yeah. Estrogen is a family of hormones that have similar characteristics in that they are all involved in how a young woman becomes able to release eggs and get pregnant, and then stay pregnant, and then be able to nurse the baby. So it it has a lot to do with the hormones that help us with reproduction, like keeping the species alive. If you want, I can tell you what the the estrogens are. There's three of them. One of them's estrone, one of them's estradiol, and one of them is estriol. And they come from different places. Most of it, well, some of it comes from the adrenal glands. Some of it comes from the ovaries and some of it I think comes from fat. But let me double check. I was right. So some of the estrogens come from ovaries. Some of them come from fat cells and some of them come from the adrenal glands. The estrogens that drop as part of the menopause process are the ones that are made in the ovaries, the estrogen from the ovaries
0: yeah so maybe that's why the effects that might be one of the reasons too why the effects on different women are different because you still have some estrogens Mm -hmm. you just don't have Mm -hmm. yeah
1: if men had ovaries and estrogens maybe we would have figured this out by now
2: the male humans do have estrogens maybe if artificial intelligence had estrogens and ovaries we would have figured this out by now in the meantime, we'll just have to stick with trying to save social media.
1: So for my, my card, we had talked a little bit before about how estrogens do more than just play a part in having babies. Estrogens also involved in forming bones and helping the blood to clot. It has uh, qualities that help the skin darken, like if you get uh, go out in the sun. So there are actually people studying estrogen to figure out how to make sunless tanning products because that's what the world needs. <laughs> um, and the new age black kahoche is another herbal thing that people have tried in order to manage the symptoms. I just drank my, my daily cup. Uh, it's another one of the ones that has been shown to not work.
0: That's not true. Well, how <laughs> well about, I mix it with other things, too. So.
1: Well, okay. How about this? You drink it as a hot tea, right? I do. And we
0: were talking about triggers for hot flashes. But hot, drinking hot tea does not, I don't know, maybe it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's considered a trigger but, for hot flashes. But I would not forego the mm-hmm. benefits mm-hmm. of drinking the tea mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. mild, flash that may result
1: yeah plus two one thing we've sort of talked about or touched on but haven't really gone into that much was the idea of quality of life and managing stress and if the tea is a comfort to you then I think you should just enjoy your tea but be careful Especially with the black cohosh, assuming I'm pronouncing that right. It sounds like something you go to Afghanistan to smoke, but. (laughs) Somebody in your
0: audience will pronounce it differently, but I also pronounce it black cohosh.
1: Well, cohosh.
0: Cohosh. I say cohosh, but there's no R in it. It's cohosh, probably like you said. So the black black cohosh. probably. Mm -hmm. But I I don't just drink straight black cohosh because that affects a lot of female stuff but um i mix it with um saint john's wort and red clover mm-hmm. and that's my try
1: mm-hmm.
0: daily herbal mm-hmm. tea but it not only just helps it helps with um different symptoms too even with the the memory thing mm-hmm. and the the brain fogginess thing mm-hmm. it does it helps a lot and the depression thing because I was experiencing like a a mild depression with it. Maybe because I couldn't remember anything. Yes, that's exactly what people
1: describe, that the depression can be related to all these changes and especially how you may not be sleeping as well and how your cognitive function might be changing. Yeah,
0: so it definitely helps. I would not give that up for a little, little mild moisture.
2: Some of the humans are trying to learn more about how red, clover, might help the female humans with their transition into menopause, but so far they have come up dry. On the other hand, researchers have been able to find evidence that St. John's wort combined with a particular form of black cohosh extract may reduce menopause symptoms such as hot flashes. When they studied St. John's wort by itself, though, without mixing it with the black cohosh, its effects were much less promising, but all is not lost because the researchers were still able to find evidence that St. John's wort may be helpful for managing mild to moderate depression. They also found that St. John's wort can cause problems for female humans who are pregnant, nursing, or taking any one of a whole host of prescription medications, so the humans should be careful and talk to one of the doctor humans if they're considering using this or any other herbal remedies.
1: It can also be harmful for your liver, and it can be um, unsafe for people with a history of breast cancer. So enjoy your tea, but like cautiously. I'm all about the tea.
0: So and the cautiously and
1: the caution, yeah. Let's see, one. How many cards do you have left in your hand? Because there are only five cards left in
0: here. I have seven. How come I have seven?
1: Because you're cheating. Here, take these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I should have eight. Because I put you two back. Should have ten. Cheater! No, I put <laughs> the other two back already. Okay. Take these three. So now
1: you have ten again? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll take that. Maybe we'll do uh, <laughs> oh, uh okay. <laughs> I know which one I want. Yeah, I know which one I want. So if I combine the card I chose from my hand with the blue card, the sentence reads, A romantic candlelit dinner would be incomplete without teaching a robot to dress in layers.
0: (laughs) A romantic candlelit dinner would be incomplete without peeing a little bit. (laughs) I was going to, can I say another one? Yeah. It was a toss-up between that or Michelle Obama's soybean, chickpeas, lentils, and legumes. Nice. I would definitely
1: allow it. I will allow it. Thank you. <laughs> Those were the foods that we talked about right. where people might eat them to get estrogen. And the other thing you picked was... Peeing a little bit. Peeing a little. Yeah. Some people get urgency. Like, all of a sudden, they feel like they have to pee or they'll explode. Or they might notice that some of the pee leaks out a little and this is part of the this is part of the progression towards menopause
0: i'm two i'm about two years in and i have not experienced any of that thank goodness
1: we are down to the last two cards from the draw deck
0: ooh oh okay So should I say that I'm combining or just read it? Either way. I drink to forget the invisible sweating and shivering. Oh.
1: Mine is about hot flashes too. I drink to forget the violation of our most basic hot drinks, emotional distress, alcohol, medications, carcinoid syndrome, systemic mastocytosis, and renal cell renal cell carcinoma so this is a list of other things in life that might trigger experiences that mimic hot flashes
0: hot drinks <laughs> <laughs> well i assume assumed that they were talking about drinking like alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. which i do not do at all because oh, yeah. the drinking of alcoholic beverages exacerbates everything mm-hmm. the forgetfulness mm-hmm. the tiredness the hot flashes the depression what are you drinking <laughs> I could drink a I could drink a glass of wine oh wow now if I drink a glass of wine or a half a beer or anything it will do that so I just don't anymore someone might argue that maybe you're not doing it right they can drink all they want but for this 54 year old Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. I won't do it it's not worth it I will do the black horse before that (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh,
1: I feel like I played I played all the funny ones the funniest ones I'll just do it you don't want to find The Art of Menstrual Migraines in
0: Your Kung Pao Chicken. You don't want to find a snapping turtle biting spicy foods and stressful situations in your Kung Pao Chicken. You are
1: cheating. You got all the funny cards. (laughs) Those are triggers. Those are other triggers for hot flashes.
0: Yes, definitely spicy foods.
1: Yeah, yeah mine uh, this thing about menstrual migraines this is another symptom people talk about hot flashes a lot because it's like the most common thing people experience but some of the other things include that you might get real bad migraines around the time that your period comes as you're approaching
0: menopause that is absolutely 100 percent true for me mm-hmm. i barely take um you know medications but a half an excedrin a day Mm -hmm. I had I did for maybe a month Mm -hmm.
1: just
0: Just to keep keep your the the migraines were really bad
1: yeah did anybody know you were doing that you weren't worried about um excedrin toxicity like get too much in your system at once no
0: that's why I only took a half and I drink so much water that I didn't really worry about it being stagnant in the, sy- in the system.
2: One of the dangers of taking too much Excedrin, which contains the ingredient fin is liver damage. Since Denise did not experience any of the signs of liver damage or liver failure, such as loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, convulsions, diarrhea, irritability, yellowing of the eyes and skin, and coma, she probably dodged a bullet, but the humans should always use their medications as directed, and should never attempt to do anything unusual with their medications without talking to one of the Dr. Humans. Card.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, this one's going to be funny. No, I did this one already. Okay. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You can go. Okay. So if I read the card I chose from my hand with the card from the blue deck, the sentence reads, TSA guidelines now prohibit friends with weight
0: gain on airplanes. They also prohibit free samples of women's ability to make and have babies on airplanes.
1: You won again? I thought mine was going to be better. Okay. So,
0: Are we competing here no. with your cards? No.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Weight gain is one of the other things people might experience, which I didn't. I think, like I said, being a vegan might have something to do with that. But I am at. You weren't vegan
1: when you started. When you started on the process towards menopause, were you?
0: Actually, I think they coincided. Mm. But then I had to start over. Oh right, right. Because you got to the eleventh month and had a period. Right. Right. Ah. But I was. Um, you may be right when I first first started I was probably 30 pounds more than I am now. Wow. Well, you were eating brisket and Yeah, because um prior to going vegan, I spent 2 years of just eating whatever I wanted and brisket was brisket and bacon. You were eating
1: that more than once a week weren't you? Oh yeah I was
0: eating that every day mm-hmm. I loved brisket and bacon at that time mm-hmm. but before those two years I had probably gone about 15 years of, of not eating any meat except poultry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seafood mm-hmm. so yeah so it was just poultry and seafood for 15 years then it was Everything and anything for two years, mm-hmm. and now I'm vegan for probably two years.
1: Okay, I think you might have knocked the microphone away from your mouth a little. We'll just do
0: that. Are we good? Yep, blue deck. I got 99 problems, but a thermal neutral zone ain't one.
1: <laughs> I wasn't ready. You said you were gonna cut it out. Uh I hadn't picked my card. Okay. I got ninety nine problems, but problems with memory and concentration ain't one. <laughs> or two. So the thing you said with
0: that um the thermal neutral zone.
1: The thermal neutral zone is just the name of the range of temperatures that your body will tolerate before it starts making adjustments. And then we already said memory and concentration. Or problems with memory and concentration are some of the things that people might experience as they're moving towards the menopause.
0: And even after the menopause because... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Most people in America are about 51 years old. That's when I started. started. That is exactly when I started. Yeah. So that's about the time when... Your brain's starting to slow down a little bit anyway, so to speak. Slow down is probably the wrong way to describe it. But your brain is literally getting a little bit smaller every year as you get older. So part of it is maybe the menopause, and part of it is maybe just this natural
0: change. But I must tell you, from my experience, the tea helps alleviate that. I mean, I only... um I'll just leave it as a take. I was going to say, I only forgot about the, because I had eaten breakfast this morning, but I forgot it again. <laughs> That's totally staying. <laughs> and I still don't remember. I know it's um, tempeh. It's tempeh.
1: Wait, you just said that after you were
0: saying how the tea helps with your memory? Right. That's why I was going st- to, w- I had stopped saying it in midstream because I couldn't think of tempeh. I was going to say, even though I did, I was going to say, even though I did forget about the tempeh earlier, the tea really does help. But then I couldn't think of the tempeh (laughs) or the tea. I'm keeping it. Okay. (laughs) But I still haven't eaten anything. So. Oh, okay. Usually I would have had my, um, my morning mega muffin by now. You didn't leave the toaster on, did you? The timer was on. Oh, okay. Okay. We're
1: down to the last five cards. I have
0: four. You didn't put something back. I'll put one back. Something that you read must still be in your hand. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're down to the last four cards.
0: Today on Maury. Help! My son is a windmill of ovaries, fat cells, and adrenal glands. Oh, wow. <laughs> and
1: that's all the places your estrogens come from. Mine says, Today on Mori, Help, my son is a bag of osteoporosis. <laughs> so once your estrogen drops and you start having the effect on your bones, that's one of the other things that you have to keep tabs on. Make sure you don't develop osteoporosis.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I dropped all my cards. Expanding blood vessels and watching Nickelodeon gives me uncontrollable gas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But we kind of talked about that already. Like, it's part of the way that your body tries to help you get cool while you're sweating senselessly. Uh... Praying the thermoregulation away gives me uncontrollable gas. Oh, okay. I have two cards left and only one of them makes sense for this. Both of mine make sense, aren't I lucky? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you go first then.
0: Estrone, estradiol, estriol for breakfast is my secret power. (laughs)
1: Uh surprise bone loss is my secret power.
0: <laughs> I brought doctor Scratch scratch. I brought Daniel Radcliffe's delicious four to five years of estrogen treats. <laughs> 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 Do over. Okay. I don't know where that just came from. <laughs> I bought Daniel. I bought Daniel Radcliffe's delicious four to five years of estrogen treatments back from Mexico.
1: <laughs> Yours was better than mine. This is my last card, so it doesn't make that much sense. But I brought seven point four years back from Mexico. <laughs> so with your card about the four to five years, that's about how long people will do estrogen treatments. We don't want to give them estrogen treatments much longer than that because that's when you start to get into high risk of breast cancer when you're taking those estrogen treatments for more than just a short amount of time. So usually what the doctors will do is they'll try and give you as little as possible for as short a time as possible just to help you manage your symptoms. The goal is not to just be giving you estrogen willy nilly because there are, you know, naturally there are risks that go along with the, with that. And then 7.4 years is the median amount of time that people can experience hot flashes after menopause has already happened. So
0: how long did you say that was
1: 7.4 years? That's the median. In some groups, the hot flashes last longer. For black women, I think it's up to almost 12 years that the hot flashes can
0: last. That's probably because as a as a population of people, we probably do things, whether it be the stress, whether it be the diet, whether it be, you know, to just... That's not going to be me. I'm just about finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody else but you. Yeah, I give this thing like maybe another year. Mm-hmm. Just either with a reduced amount of um, intensity or maintaining it as it is it's not going to get worse and it's not going to be for more than a year
1: Mm -hmm. I definitely want to thank you for agreeing to be part of this episode and to share your own personal experiences about arriving at menopause and what that's been like for you I I think it will be helpful to other people to hear about what the experience might be like
0: Well, I could not have thought of a more pleasant way to spend Mother's Day weekend. Yay!
1: So that pretty much spoke for itself. Do you have anything that you would like to add?
2: I have no further comments on the matter.
1: Okay. Well, then, before we go, we'd like to thank the people at the Creative Commons nonprofit for everything that they do to help creators legally share their work. It was because of their hard work that we were allowed to create our own version of the Cards Against Humanity game without having our pants sued off. We'd also like to send a special thanks to my sister who gave me my Cards Against Humanity game as a gift last year. Hey sis, if you're listening, you definitely win Christmas, and we're sorry we used the word moist so many times. That's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody.
2: Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word.
2: For a limited time, Health Science, for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No,
1: no, no. I told you we're not doing that.
2: My apologies. store for by Iris!
1: Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my
2: voice sounds?